Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and the leading producer of quality fertilizer products. This podcast is intended to facilitate the transfer of knowledge for farmers and crop advisors, improving farm profitability and environmental sustainability. Grow the Future with Yara. Hello and welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast series. My name's Ken Rundle and with me today is Gies Gaskin, Yara's fruit specialist. Gies, this is a time of year when almost every fruit grower has decisions to make, but let's start with strawberries. Well, uh, the June bearing crop, I would imagine, is already in flower. It's been quite a good year, to be fair. Uh, the June bearers would have come out of their vegetative mixture and would have run into their flowering mixture already. Uh, for this, you would have seen the EC drop. Normally, it would run at about 1, 1.55 EC um, and drop down into 1.3 EC. Uh, electroconductivity is what it stands for. It's a, me- a measure of how much salt is within the bag, in the strawberry bag in this case. You would expect the vegetative mixture to be higher in EC than the flowering mixture. Um, very much, you'd want to drop the EC into the fruiting time. Uh, as that really improves the strawberry uh, flavour. Um, so yes, ECs, ECs can under control as we run through the, the flowering mixture. In the case of um, ever-bearing strawberries, this year again, as I said, has been a good year. Most ever-bearing strawberries will be either entering first flush or in first flush. Um, there's an option here with some of the ever-bearer growers whereby if they were to retain some of their nitrogen input, Um, they could use it within the dip between the first and second flush and that would enable them to pull the second flush forward a little bit. Though this is sometimes not done as as, um, shortening the the timing does have an impact then on first berries of the second flush um, as the nitrogen affects the acid sugar balance. It's been an early season as you've already said. Heat too has been an issue so venting still very much a key, key feature. Yes, certainly. The, uh, the, all strawberries are, are temperate crop. Um, they have a, a normal rule of thumb temperature maximum of about 28 degrees centigrade. Um, for this, it means that uh, plastic, as you may know, increases the temperature by approximately four degrees from ambient. Uh, so in a good summer's day, you would need to lift the side of the tunnel in order to vent the strawberries. Uh, venting is important because um, if you didn't vent, what would happen is the strawberries would effectively slow down their nutrient uptake. And although you'd be maintaining your irrigation, because the strawberries are not uptaking the water, it will just go and sit in the bag. And under that saturated condition, what tends to happen is the, the immovable uh, nutrients like your calciums and your irons would also sit in the bag, unable to be uptaken, um, which leads to uh, problems in the long run, but also as the situation reverses and you get a drier bag and the plant starts to take up the nutrients because you've effectively pushed away your immovable nutrients of calcium and iron, the plant struggles to uptake them even after the saturation event. It's very important to monitor venting and fertigation simultaneously. That strawberries, the other one at this time of year, obviously raspberries, uh, the cane fruit? Yes, cane fruit, raspberries, raspberries and blackberries. Um, the same reasons as strawberry, really, the, the venting is important. Uh, raspberry is a, is a temperate plant. Um, again, it doesn't like to be higher than 28C if it can help it. Blackberries less so, they, they can tolerate more heat. Um, but the same raspberry um, cane fruit would be very sensitive with, with regard to EC. 
Um, so again, coming out of the vegetative mixture into the flowering mixture, uh, monitoring the EC and watching out for the, the acid balance is, is quite important. Raspberries tend to have a slightly shorter shelf life than, than strawberries these days. That's very important with regard to uh, EC, but also balancing calcium. The calcium, calcium nitrate is probably a better product to use to, in the vegetative mixture to get the calcium within the pot so that the plant can uptake it later. Uh, but if you've not got enough calcium in the system, you can certainly look at using a foliar applied calcium, something like Stop It from Yara, which will allow you to get a much better skin finish and also crucially improve some of the firmness in those raspberries. Skin finish is also important in top fruit, in apples particularly, and you've got some messages on that as well. Yes, apples this time of year, you'd expect either to be in apple drop or, or apple drop to have already occurred. Um, but yes, the, the, this time of year is all about picking the best apples of the crop, whether the crop has dropped them itself or the grower has gone in and selected out what he wants to keep as the best apple crop. Uh, the next question is skin finish, as you say. And that's, uh, again, the product is Yara Stop It Calcium Folate Feed. This time of year, you're starting to time applications and rates for it. Aside from stopping uh, blemishes to skin, Stop It is there to control, uh, control and reduce bitter pit, which is an apple uh, disorder, which, which impacts the internal quality of the apple. So yes, this is a very important time of year for, for top fruit, specifically for apple. Moving on, I suppose we go to bush fruits, uh, which these days seems to be largely concentrating on blueberry, although there are obviously other bush fruits as well. Yes, yes, there are, there are other bush fruits. The, the um, currants and uh, gooseberries certainly fairly big markets in their own right, but uh, my favorite by far is, is blueberry. Blueberry and other bush fruits are an interesting crop. They tend to prefer lower pHs, perhaps with the exception of the currants. Um, this means that largely they prefer to be fed on ammonium feeds. And ammonium feeds make it, things a little bit more interesting in a sense, because they, they run on um, the, the principle that you've got to manage the root zone. Ammonium hangs in the soil, unlike other nitrogens, it doesn't flush through. So having applied ammonium for most of the year till this point, the longest day is, is, is approaching and it's important to try and take out ammonium in order for the plant to have time to absorb the ammonium before it goes into dormancy. It, that's, that's really the crucial part to using ammonium in, in bush fruits. The ammonium, as it balances in the soil, it doesn't get uptaken so quickly by the plant. Therefore, it has to have time to be uptaken. And then blueberries in particular, they don't have the same rooting system as raspberries and strawberries. The blueberry rooting system is, is quite matted. It's more like, a, imagine a carpet rather than a taproot. And that means that it very much responds to inputs little and often. So having the ammonium in the soil allows the blueberry to slowly uptake it over a period of time. The reason, as I said, that you would aim to stop ammonium at this time of the year is really that you're giving an opportunity for the, the blueberry to exhaust the ammonium from the soil. That enables the plant then to enter natural dormancy without having too much uh, nitrate available to it, which is important because if the, if the blueberry plants enter winter with green stems, the stems can shatter because they hold too much, uh, too much uh, water. Um, that's why it's important to make sure that every 
bush fruit enters its dormancy correctly so that they are effectively brown wood and as they pass through a very cold winter they're completely unaffected by the by the frost and harsh condition well that's looking forward as it were what's the season been like so far from east to west north to south so far it's been a good season um, agronomically speaking um, we are certainly further ahead this year than we are in previous years. Uh, the June bearing crop is approximately four days ahead. Ever bearing crops, interestingly, are as much as a week ahead as where they would normally sit. Um, South Coast has had the best weather, I would say. Uh, certainly very, very on the, on the warmer side, temperate. There have been odd frost pockets here and there. Um, certainly where top fruit is concerned, there was a late frost in, in April, May that certainly has caused a little bit of damage to cherry uh, pollination, a little bit of damage perhaps on the viticulture side of things, and some very early strawberry may have seen some misshape. But aside from that, a good year. For Australia, for growers, a great season, uh, just when there are all kinds of other issues to, to handle. Uh, still, nevertheless, yeah. uh, thank you, Guise, for that. Some good messages. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, the next in Yara's Grow the Future series will be on the 9th of July. Join me, Ken Rundle, then. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.